Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. We are well on our way uh, into free agency just before uh, draft coverage in that sweet spot of uh, who, who, who are they signing, where are the needs still. Uh, we'll go over the returns as there were uh, quite a few and the departures as there were also quite a few uh, of, of Eagles uh, lost to free agency. And then uh, we'll, we'll get into who, who they did sign and uh, an update on the, uh, the pre-agency uh, prediction draft. Um, uh, another signing today, a safety, uh, very exciting stuff as we continue on to free agency and then, uh, on the road down to the draft. Uh, before we get started here, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, this was a pretty fun week across the league. Um, I think like this past week is the most transaction heavy period of the whole season, um depending on how you feel about the draft um so a lot of cool things a lot of uh, big changes not too many big changes for the eagles um and we won't really get into any sort of league-wide stuff but uh the past week i know i've i've read a lot of articles consumed a lot of content um and it is kind of funny because we get this like one or two week burst of like uh, talking about the teams and rosters. Then we wait a little bit for the drafts. Then we go through a similar one when everybody's reviewing their draft and saying how uh, everybody's respective team won the draft. And then there's like this huge empty period. Um, so this past week has been a fun one. Uh, a lot of news to dive into. So um, yeah, it was it was good. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing all right. Coming coming back off of a uh, my first cold in a couple of years, uh, you know, with, with masking and being careful and all that. Uh, haven't haven't really uh, had a cold uh, lately, so it was an interesting experience. Got to uh, enjoy free agency uh, with a uh, you know we're all stuffed up, not feeling great, but uh, we're we're here. We had there's some there's some drama, some. Uh, roller coaster uh type stories so so let's get into it here as um uh happened early early on before even free agency i feel like uh, uh right after free agency right after the tampering period started. the tampering period uh jason kelsey announced that he's returning uh for the season it's a one year 14 and a quarter million dollar contract um the video circulated with uh howie uh jumping all over him and giving him a tequila shot so uh very very excited that that he's back i think that that's um a a a massive deal considering uh sayamalu uh his his exit but uh at the time not knowing what the deal was with him uh you know, all time Eagle, that that core uh, group, I, I think um, Brandon Graham had signed before our last podcast. So we knew about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at that point, it was uh, Kelsey Graham. Um, 
and and Lane basically on the team of of that core group from you know the last ten years. So uh, Jason Kelsey returning All Pro center, um, you know Brandon Graham returning after uh, his career year uh, sacks wise. So pr- pretty uh, pretty good signing, I think. It's a lot of money. He's the highest paid center, um, you know, best center in the league, uh, that kind of thing. I'm not really sure that, um, you know, there's any uh, grief with with the number. Uh, it's a one year deal. Jalen's cap hit is still low uh, on the last year of his rookie deal this season. So, um, I, you know, it's an important position offensive line. They they invest in the lines. Uh, I I don't see any reason to complain about this unless you're big Cam Jurgens needs to develop guy. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good deal. Uh, he, his play hasn't uh, gone down. I think like he's he's aged like wine. Uh, he's still the best center in the league, in my opinion. I mean. Um, you know, if, if you wanted to, I'm, I'm sure there's cases to be made that he's top three and maybe there's other uh, younger ascending players who could uh, make an argument, but that's not one that I'll make. He's still playing at an incredible level. Um, so happy to have him back. He's, he's obviously a leader in the locker room. Um, and you could say that he's, he's like the, uh, the guy leading the orchestra on offense. Um, and I did think it was interesting that um, this was information that was basically known two weeks prior because Howie was on uh, the New Heights podcast and uh, they kept that, uh, they kept the lid on that for two weeks. So th- this was information the Eagles had and were operating with and it wasn't made public. So like round of applause, that is, that's a solid operation there. I don't know how many people uh, knew and didn't leak that, but obviously, um, you know, it felt like we just found out that, but they knew that for a while. So, um, that's also good. And yeah, he, he, he's earned that contract and that's something that will the team will deal with that bill whenever down the road, he is no longer active, but the money is worth it for him. No questions asked. Yeah, and uh, his his returns a difference between, uh, you know, I, I guess if he left, they they probably would have kept Sayamalu. But the difference between a, a essentially rookie center and an all pro veteran center, um, and then and then uh, uh if Sayamalu if they don't keep Sayamalu, then uh, 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 you know, losing a. Uh, a talented guard as well. So uh, a massive hole in the offensive lines become a uh, pretty, pretty short up there. And then Jurgens can slot in at guard and, and see how, see how that goes and see how the draft goes. I, I don't um, anticipate them, you know, signing a, uh, a depth guard of, of consequence. Um, you know, they, they invest in the line. They might have, camp body type signings uh moving forward but uh i i would imagine they they probably use a, a pick on a on a lineman whether it's early or late not sure but um you know you still have driscoll on that side as well with with jurgen so 
Um, going to be an interesting camp and uh, an interesting, you know, situation there at guard. But whoever plays there is between Kelsey and Lane Johnson. So that's a, that's a good spot to be. Um, speaking of offensive line, uh, Brett Toth three signs with the Eagles. I think he was on practice squad all last year, but, you know, been an Eagle for a while. Yeah, he had the, uh, I forget if it was, I think it was ACL. So he was um, coming back from a serious injury for a good chunk of the year. Uh, they cut him like a few days ago. So he's now back with the team, kind of like a roster churn. But I would say given the changes on that offensive line after the starters, he's certainly a guy who will be fighting for a roster spot. And I, I think he's got a good shot of, um, being a depth lineman for the next season. Yeah. And uh, speaking of depth, uh, Boston Scott signs a one year, $2 million contract uh, to, to return to the Eagles. Um, we'll, we'll get into uh, Rashad Penny uh, uh, signing, but this is a, uh, a, a good signing in, in my mind as well. Keeping uh, him with Gainwell as a uh, carousel of backs Um whether your lead back is going to be Penny or someone you draft. Um, obviously, Penny will get that um, that nod, assuming he's healthy. But uh, uh, just a, a good a good signing with the way that they've been running their, their running backs and obviously as the best uh, run offense in the league. That's, that's, a, nice, yeah, that's but a nice Boston, keep. I agree. Boston Scott's giving me like backup catcher vibes. Like... He's just he'll be there Sal forever, Fasano. and he's not making too much money. But like Chris he Coast. has a pretty important role in the team, even if it doesn't seem like it on game day. He's just he's steady, he's reliable, he's not going to cause any drama in the room. And uh, when we're going up against the Giants, he's just going to tee off on them. Yeah, yeah. Welcome hopefully, back Boston. Uh, another one-year deal. Uh, bit bit surprising um fletcher cox re-signs uh one year 10 million dollar contract uh i i guess i don't know about you but i just assumed that he was going to get bigger money elsewhere it seems like uh a lot of the that was the rumor that the jets were uh apparently he took less money from the eagles uh and the jets quite surprised that he did that i don't know if you saw that rumor but no, I didn't. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as far as defensive uh, positions, the the secondary linebackers seem to not be getting paid paid and, and uh, D linemen have been getting hefty contracts this this free agency. So yeah. uh, his his return is definitely uh, a a nice um, piece as you know, he, he brings some stability to, to the defensive line with losing four of them, uh, it, it, assuming Linval Joseph and the Kong Sioux don't, don't resign, uh, and Hargrave going to San Francisco, uh, which we'll get into, um, that that's a, that's a nice signing that you can now pair with, uh, someone you might draft or, or another veteran, uh, that, that you can sign depending on, on, how things shake out, but that seems less likely that they'll get a veteran of, of impact, I guess. Uh, so just bolstering the depth there, signing one more veteran defensive tackle is probably 
bet good for the Eagles and hopefully uh, with this pre-agency draft, good for me. Yeah, I thought um, the market for defensive tackles was probably the hottest uh, position group in free agency. So they're not only were they like uh, getting good deals, but they were going quick. And um, yeah, it, it seemed like um, after Hargrave, then the next round of Tremont, Jones and Zach Allen. And once you started seeing those dollars, you're like, man, I don't know what the, I don't know if the Eagles can really quite make an investment because at that point, um, most of the next round of guys like David Hanyamata were gone. And then Dalvin Tomlinson, guys that we were like, man, you know, assuming a Hargrave departure, these guys could fill in. But like at that point, like I feel like after day two or day three, it was, um, those were kind of picked over. So I think, uh, you know, after that round of guys, it, it felt like it was almost uh, aligned that Cox is going to come back. And I think 10 million is fair for his services, even if he's not the player that he was in his prime. But, um, and I do get the sense that there's like some player fatigue with Fletcher. Like he's not, you know, like he made the comment about like he was questioning Gannon's defense um, in 2021 and maybe he's not giving his all on every snap, but at, at the end of the day, he's, he's still a very quali qualified defensive tackle. Um, and I think we'll see an even better Fletcher Cox if they start to reel back his snaps. But um, I think it's a perfectly fine deal. Um, assuming, you know, um, Jordan Davis and Milton Williams, as long as he's not taking away like their growth um, snaps, you know, like we don't want them to like, we don't want their uh, ascendance to be inhibited by uh, whatever snaps will take. And I don't, I think they'll do a good job of balancing that, but. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's tough too. They're a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, we can't worry about development of of your young guys as much if you can get uh better production out of your veteran guys or or you know someone that you would sign so i think um balancing that is probably the the key there for sure but um i wouldn't be surprised if they're development is sort of all most mostly in the off season and training camp and the preseason. And then they kind of are mostly what they are throughout the season, given limited snaps, assuming they get another defensive tackle or, or, or so like Jalen's, I mean, I guess Jalen's an outlier, but um, most of his development was done in the off season. And then you saw the, the growth in the, in the first few games. So it's a different position, of course, but um, it, it seems like a lot of guys that get better, get better over year over year instead of um, as the season goes on um, in a significant way, at least. So the, the biggest uh, returns both James Bradbury and after uh, a bit of a cat and mouse, Darius Slay return 
to solidify the uh, corner position. Uh, James Bradbury resigns on a three-year, $38 million contract. Um, that's about $12.7 million uh, annual. And Darius Slay uh, agrees to an extension, which uh, I guess includes this, this year. So it's a three-year deal starting this year, which was the third year of his previous deal. Uh, which is forty worth forty two million. So, um, what we know now after Chauncey Gardner Johnson signed with the Lions, it's hard to kind of go to uh, <laughs> yeah. returns and departures. But uh, with Chauncey Gardner Johnson going to the Lions, uh, which came out um, uh, last night, last night, um, uh, the the reporting was that the Eagles made him an offer early on that he declined. That was a three year deal, um, and then they went on elsewhere. So it it seems to me that it would have been Chauncey Gardner Johnson over James Bradbury, uh, and and if not both, uh, at a certain early in free though. agency, at a certain price, yeah. So yeah. it just seems like. Um, with uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson moving on, they sort of allotted most of their defensive back allotment to uh, the corners, which um, I, I think is from a matchup, uh, head-to-head type perspective, probably better. Um, I think, you know, Darius Slay and James Bradbury locking up the number one and two receivers on, on opposing teams uh, each week is probably more significant than a, than a safety. Um, but uh, so, so I think that that overall, like I'm not as disappointed with Chauncey Gardner Johnson's departure. Um, it, it seems like he was gettable though. Um, but because of his misread of the market and, you know, the whole thing, it, it, it it's not a, the Eagles did as much as like I would hope that they would do to try to keep him. And the fact that he left is um, more, more says more about him than, than the Eagles in my opinion. So uh, that's just kind of how it, I, I don't think he was like, he was gettable, but he wasn't like there to be had that the Eagles let, let go. Like they, they made their offer and I, I trust the vision of, of that. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, Bradbury and Slay, uh, Bradbury came back at a very reasonable deal. Like I think that um, less than 13 a year is quite a value signing, especially a guy who is pro ball cal- caliber, um, would be the first cornerback on um, most teams in the NFL, I'd say. Uh, so to get him for that rate, um, sign me up all day, every day. Um, really happy to have him back, even if uh, the Super Bowl uh, didn't have the best ending. But I think you can also look at that saying that the way that he handled that and owned that mistake, like that's that's really mature of him. And that's the type of guy you want to have in the locker room. Um, and he, he, gets, uh, he gets to team up with his cornerback uh, mate, Darius Slay. Um, and that was like turbulent news on last Wednesday morning, the official start of the league year when um, 
you know, we, we knew about this, uh, this restructuring that needed to happen to free up space. And we heard that that wasn't really going well. He didn't want to just um, kick money down and restructure his con contract. He wanted more guaranteed money and he wanted more years. And then the Eagles are like, all right, we don't really want to do that. So you can go and uh, see if there's any suitors out there. Um, and then, you know, come, come Wednesday morning, uh, the Eagles were expected to release them come 4 p.m. And that didn't happen. And that night, I think it was that night, uh, they struck a deal. I don't think we found out the details until the next morning, but uh, when it's all said and done, he gets, I think, one more year. He gets six more, six million more guaranteed um and the eagles kind of spread out the new money and they're able to restructure so it's at the end of the day there's a bit of new money uh but in return they get the flexibility that allowed them to free up money for uh ultimately bringing back guys like uh bradbury and you know maybe some guys we'll see in the next few days here but um they're all, both going to be getting a little old but these aren't very long contracts and I, I still think they're playing at like top of the league level so um i feel like the eagles did a good job of retaining their core veterans without um getting too bloated contract wise or like they they were very selective in the guys that they had brought back and i don't really look at these and have too many questions or concerns. I know the the Cox one's probably the most uh, questionable, but even there, I think you got to look at the market, and you'll quickly see that you're not going to pro you're probably not going to get a better player at that dollar range at the time when the contract was agreed to. So overall, I'm feeling pretty good about the list of guys they brought back for the deals they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh... It was funny to watch the Slay saga go go back and forth because uh, a lot of players like AJ Brown were were tweeting about it. Um, you know, the uh, uh, Darius Slay's wife uh, Jennifer, I guess, makes them banana pudding or mm -hmm. or whatever. So uh, AJ Brown was upset about that, and uh, she tweeted that we're we we love philly we'll see you blah 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 and then she said we're we're staying and um so it was kind of like a drama filled day and i wonder like how much the players like know what's going on and they're tweeting and texting or if they just like leave leave the the um their teammates alone this has to um, be like the most online team that we've followed right yeah, I mean, maybe less that Chauncey Gardner Johnson left, but they're all like streamer. Like Boston Scott has a has a part time job or like a second career as a gamer uh, streamer. So um, and, and Darius Slay too. But uh, another another element of Darius Slay is I, I remember during the season, um, uh, Jalen was talking about his relationship with Darius Slay as sort of a big brother type. So I think that that's. 
uh, I, you know, in the locker room, not necessarily, you know, the same, not the same position or anything, but, um, uh, so I think that as a locker room thing, you know, Darius Slay was voted captain, um, has the strong personality, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think that that's a, a, a big, a big player to keep. So very, yeah. very happy that, that he's, uh, staying even if he will be like 32 but i think bradbury is the age that darius slay was when we traded for him uh around gotcha. 29 uh so. yeah one, one last thing i want to point out you could say that this is just like pure agent talk but i do think there is some credence to it uh but um i believe josina anderson pointed this out and maybe a few other uh beer reporters or uh national fellows um they did make a point that like Fletcher Cox left money on the table to come back and James Bradbury took a, took a discount to return. And multiple people pointed out that like the locker room was like, it had such a magic to it and the camaraderie and the chemistry of this team. So I I do think that um, there's something there beyond just like agent fluff, like this team was special and to bring back the, um to bring back like the big pieces of it is uh not nothing yeah yeah it's funny because uh you 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 look on offense and you look on defense and you have a lot of the the pieces like they're still one of the best uh you know rosters in the nfl as is now uh but uh, on defense it's completely up the middle is all questions um uh so it it there are they are they are glaring holes which will be filled uh to a, a greater extent as the offseason goes on but it is uh it is interesting to see um how confident you can be in reddick and sweat and graham and uh you know the corners but uh up, up the middle you're, you're you have a little bit of a question mark um and the linebackers as well. Speaking of linebackers, or we'll get into departures now. Uh, Speaking about Ed- them, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone. Uh, TJ Edwards signs with the Bears, a three-year, $19.5 million contract. And uh, Kaiser White signs with the Cardinals on a two-year, $11 million contract. Um, both. Good. good for them. Yeah, good for them. Both uh, good good players. Um did did their jobs but aren't flashier or difference make making type players i i don't believe tj edwards uh i don't believe forced to fumble or, or had a, a pick this season I, I remember he had a pick uh last season i think i think yeah um, he would get his head on the ball for like a deflection but, here or there. yeah yeah so uh he's he's obviously the bigger loss than kaiser white but um uh good good tackler not um not necessarily a player that i think the eagles couldn't get um in either you know developing or or another veteran but um they've never really valued linebackers as uh, in the howie era so it'll be interesting to see how they um fill the need obviously nicobe dean was third round pick last year uh, Davion Taylor, they missed on, <laughs> but uh, he's still in the still organization. 
Um, so that, that'll be an interesting spot to, to fill, but, uh, obviously defensive tackles, the stronger, um, uh, you know, hole there to, to fill, um, and, with... TJ, and TJ Edwards first, first breaking news of the day, as far as a guy changing teams, I thought that yeah, was he's really like, funny. I'm getting the hell out of here. The, the big like, they're going to pick and the, the second big, they could announce the, that he's gone. So the big first piece of the bears, uh, off-season plan after the big trade was to sign TJ Edwards. Yeah, the Bears and the um, Lions both signed a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of free agents, so they'll be interesting uh, this year for sure. Um, st- sticking with the defense, Javon Hargrave signs a four-year, eighty-four million dollar contract with the 49ers. It's twenty-one mil a year. Uh, like you were saying, a lot of the other uh, defensive tackles on the market that we had on our lists uh, went elsewhere on three or four year deals, all getting between uh, 11 and 15 ish million a, per year. Um, big, big, big contracts. Um, yeah. And, and just like uh, I think it was maybe two days before legal tampering. Um the commanders and Deron Payne, they came to an extent or yeah, uh, an extension. I think it was 90 for four, which I think comes out to like 26. And so that set the new ceiling for the league uh, before uh, regular free agency. So I think that's what Hargrave is like, all right, uh, that's that's the new ceiling. Here's what here's what you think. Here's what I think I'm worth and pretty much got it. Um, Here's what I think I'm worth. Double Fletcher Cox. (laughs) I'm twice as good as him. (laughs) Right. Um, It is unfortunate he remains in the NFC and goes to probably the second best contender in the league. Um, He joins Nick Bosa. In the conference. Yeah, yeah, sorry. In the conference, in the NFC. Um, Who do not have a quarterback as well. Right. Uh, they do sign um, an interesting backup, but yeah, they're they're two guys. They're two relevant quarterbacks from last year are injured, but uh, really good defense. Or I think Hargrave's the biggest. He left the biggest hole on the team. Uh, not to skip the rest of the departures, but I think that was the big name that I was bracing for. Uh, you're not really going to be able to replace that. Um, you don't see a lot of disruptive defensive tackles as far as getting to the quarterback, but uh, that's what he is. And, you know, well-earned contract. And um, I hope he doesn't turn into a whiny player, but good on you, Javon. Sure. Uh, sticking with the defense uh, to, to finish that up, uh, Marcus Epps and CJ Gardner-Johnson both sign elsewhere. Marcus Epps with the Raiders, two years, $2 million, or sorry, two years, $12 million, not $2 million, $6 million a year. Um, I don't know what the breakdown is with the guaranteed or all that. And then uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson signs with the Lions on a one-year $8 million uh, contract, another prove-it year to get more money. Uh, we we you know mentioned this uh, earlier. Uh, leaving the the Eagle safety room with Kayvon Wallace and Reed Blankenship. Yeah, um, 
I didn't really say much about CJ when you were talking about it, but uh, I'll say here, I think he's a guy that the team will miss, but I don't think he's nearly as uh, unrep. I don't know. This probably isn't the right. This probably isn't the right word or a word, but I don't think he's as unreplaceable um, as Hargrave. But it is a very puzzling exit and a bit of a divorce here. <laughs> like I think the big part here is if his market was as big and robust as he and his agents thought it'd be, it would have been a much more amicable exit because we're like all right, he like earned his money. Uh, we couldn't have afforded that, but um, it went pretty much as bad as things could have gone here. So uh, you mentioned the Eagles make a multi-year offer early in free agency, seemingly to prioritize him. Uh, he said, no, thank you. Uh, I expect my market to be bigger. Uh, he waits a week. It doesn't really develop. Uh, and I don't think that was unique for the safeties. I, I thought that was kind of a theme of free agency overall was that it seemed like teams were patient and kind of waited out markets and ended up getting quite a few team-friendly deals. Um, I think the only safety who got real money was Jesse Bates to the yeah. Falcons. Yep. And even that was a bit of like the Falcons paying like the bad team tax, I think. A bit like yeah, well, the uh, Christian Kirk like contract, million a year or something. Yeah, yeah, that's and crazy. That, like the next highest contract, I think, was like it's like nine. Yeah, nine. I'm not even sure if it was that high. I was going to say like six or seven. Like I think Jordan Poyer got like six a year. Uh, Julian Love, he got something in that same. Like it went from like sixteen to six. There wasn't really an in between market, and. That was clear for uh, CJ DJ here because he was basically waiting for a week, which was really long uh, for a player of his talent level. Um, so he ultimately says, no, thank you. I'm going to wait it out. Eagles say, okay, uh, we got other business to take care of, namely our cornerbacks. And by the time they come back, they're like, oh, <laughs> we don't really have that money. Like that, the old deal is no longer available. And that's when he decides to take a prove it deal with the Lions, who I don't know if he caught this, but he had his uh, press availability with the Lions today. And he thinks that the Lions are a little bit better than last year's Eagles team, which. Yeah, I saw the quotes. <laughs> I saw the quotes. Like, uh... I just, the whole thing kind of went belly up. Um, and it is unfortunate. Like, I completely sympathize with the player who. Uh, is expecting big money and doesn't even get like long-term money. Uh, so now he has to basically do what he just did this past year and on a worse defense. And I think a lot of it was just his, his agent or agency really misread the market. Uh, and not only do they do that, but they got defensive and they started tweeting about it last night. <laughs> um, so just like, poor uh poor market reading um immature defensiveness from his agency and himself too he's i can't tell you the amount of times he's tweeted and deleted the tweet over the past two week yeah. two weeks 
Um, I mean, uh, he signed for the same amount of money, I, I guess, because the the contract the Eagles offered was like 17 million in year three, something like that. Yeah, but we don't know what the guaranteed money like. That's that's what that dumb tweet didn't mention. It just said like the the year by year salary, but it doesn't tell us what the guaranteed or right. that three year period was. Um Right. Because the Eagles don't have a lot of cap space available this year. So that's why they would have to backload it. But it's just like, like you don't have to, it felt like they were insulting people's intelligence, trying to justify that, like they made a big old goof uh, reading the market. Um, Yeah. a, A sour ending to I think a player who like the city and the team really took a quick liking to, mm-hmm. and now we kind of have the Saints doing what we did to the Colts with Carson Wentz, which is like, yeah, we kind of told you he's kind of a he's kind of an odd duck, and <laughs> yeah, that's that. But uh, yeah, there were a lot of uh, uh, reports, or I shouldn't say reports, but reporter, you know, beat beat writers giving their takes, and a lot of it was. Uh, talking about the risk that that he's viewed as uh, around the league. So um, I just found that interesting, given that uh, he didn't really have any incidents or issues here that that was made public um, uh, throughout the season and even sort of was uh, on on his best behavior uh, initially when he was sort of coming in with the reputation he had. So, yeah, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, well, we uh, I think play the NFC West this year, so uh, we will not play the Lions uh, unless it's a you know could, a one a seven or a two playoff six matchup. Uh, playoff matchup. So. Uh, you know, wish him, wish him well, maybe he'll get paid after this year. Who knows? But, you know, his big uh, versatility, uh, trade thing is that he can play nickel or, or safety, um, had, had all those interceptions, but, uh, was not, you know, necessarily the, uh, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the best tackler. Um, not, not a, the best matchup against big tight ends. So, uh, he does, he does have his faults as well. I think getting a, a veteran safety that might still be available. We'll talk about the one that they signed, um, would, could be, a, a you know, more encouraging, uh, traditional like safety type type guy, but you know, who, who knows? We, I won't speculate who, who they're going to sign we'll given how well joins. I'm doing in this draft. We'll see if he joins next year after his proof of the deal. Right. Um, on offense, Andre Dillard signs a three-year, $29 million contract with the Titans. Good for Andre. Uh, yeah, good for him. He only uh, played my, like 17 snaps this year. So <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, $29 million is uh, starter money. Yeah, low end for sure. Low end, low end starter money. Um, Miles Sanders signs with the Panthers, four years, $25 million. Uh, he tweeted, uh, from the Panthers facility today, I believe. So, uh, wish, wish him well for sure. Um, he joins Deuce joins, uh, yeah. Reunites with Deuce and, uh, Frank Reich and, uh, we'll have an exciting young quarterback, presumably, uh, next season. 
And uh, as the the heir apparent, I suppose, to Christian McCaffrey, who who or uh, Chuba Hubbard's on the team, right? Chuba, yeah, Chuba, Chuba. Chuba. Um, Gardner Minshew signs with the Colts, one year, three and a half million. Uh, you know, the Steichen connection. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaac Sayomalo signs with the Steelers, three years, twenty four million. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a big loss. Uh, I think an underrepresented or underappreciated loss, um, given how they had the best O line in the league. He's been a, a solid, steady guy there. Um, Eagle pick uh, and and drafted and developed. Uh, you know, wish him wish him well. And there's a nice piece on him on in the Athletic this season. Uh, just uh I, I think a big loss and now you have a question mark at right guard there. So um I think that his loss will be felt um as the season begins uh, a little more than than it was now. Yeah. And I mean this was uh the writing was on the wall after the Kelsey signing. They're not I don't think there is any interest in having Cam Jurgens be a starter for the first time in his third year on a four-year contract. Um, but yeah, Isaac, he got, he, he also found a very depressed market uh, three years for 24. That That's, that's a hell of a signing for the Steelers. Um, we should mention he, he rejoins uh, old teammate, Nate Herbig in Pittsburgh, Andy Weidel uh, finding Eagles. I won't call him scraps because Sam all is too good to be a scrap, but old pieces. Um, yeah, Isaac was, I, th- I think a lot of people just like wrote him off because he was, uh, the least talented of the most talented offensive line in the league, but I don't think that's a fair representation. I think he's on most lines, he w- would be like the first or second, um, most talented at their position. Um, so I was, I was very surprised that it was eight a year, but. I suppose when you factor in his age and his injury history, uh, maybe there's more skeptics than supporters, but um, I'm going to miss Isaac. I thought he was, he was such a steady presence on the team. He was, he was an Eagle for seven years. And I know that's quite a few rungs under the Kelsey's, the Grams and uh, the Fletcher's, but like, and the lanes and the lanes. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I think we're spoiled because like we have so many mainstays who are so talented, but we also have like this middle class of guys like Isaac, who I really don't think like everybody truly appreciated him for what he was, which was just a very steady, dependable guy who, um, with a line full of crazy personalities was just, uh, a more reserved guy, but a guy who was just as talented. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, he, uh, he definitely deserves a, a bigger contract and, and, uh, wish him, wish him well, uh, final departure. Uh, Zach Pascal signs with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, on a two year deal. Um, you know, good in the, in the, blocking and special teams of it all but 
uh, sort of buried in that uh, wide receiver room here. So goes to the Cardinals. I think um, I saw DeAndre Hopkins is rumored to get traded or something like that. And they have Hollywood Brown. So um, there seems to be a possible uh, increased role there for him, if not the same with uh, a familiar coach and Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, I I was surprised. Like, I was like, man, Pascal's Pascal's coming to an agreement. <laughs> I, I would have thought it was either us or like he would sign after the draft. But uh, good for Zach. Uh, gets to join familiar face Gannon, even though that's on the other side of the ball. But um, yeah, special teams contributor, depth wide receiver. Um, I don't think that'll be a hard guy to replace for the Eagles, but um, yeah, the, the Eagles lose a, like a lot of uh, role players, I think, but I look at this list of guys and it's really just Hargrave as the guy that you're really going to feel. And I should mention Samalo, but I, I think they're more prepared for the Samalo exit. Uh, especially yeah. given Jeff Stoutland. But... They have a couple op- depth options for, for Sam Allah. Um And uh, the question we've all been waiting for as uh, all these departures depart is uh, what comp picks are we going to get? You want to enlighten the, the listeners here? Yeah, so as it stands, uh, of course, these are comp picks not for this year's draft, but next year's in 2024. Um and since there's no like big signings coming in at the moment, pretty much uh, there's nothing to cancel out any of these, but uh, the max allotment of four comp picks, the Eagles right now should get all four of them. Uh, and in priority, uh, they should expect a third round comp pick, uh, And that's uh, in connection to the Hargrave signing. Uh, and then a fifth round pick for the Sayamalo signing, a fifth round pick for the Dillard signing. And then depending on the official contract details, um, either a fifth or a sixth for CJ GJ. Um, and that's because there's at least personally a little confusion on, is it a one year, six and a half million dollar deal or an $8 million deal? So. If it is that latter, it'll be a fifth. If it's a former, it's the sixth. And it is a bit disappointing, I think. Um, I expected Sayamalo to get a bigger contract, which would have likely pushed into a fourth round comp pick. And same with CJ, I think, uh, either a fourth or a fifth. So um, not that it's the end of the world or anything, but um, the Eagles do get lesser picks there and that's that we won't talk about that until a year from now we, we will not indeed um moving on to uh arrivals uh, i think the biggest most exciting uh signing rashad penny uh one year 2.1 million dollar contract uh very exciting when healthy uh running back uh, he he was a first round pick for the Seahawks in 2018. Um, uh, 
was number one in rushing over expected per carries. So uh, he, he had a lot of top uh, uh, rushing stats. He good. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. His efficiency stats are like off the chart. Um, when he is healthy, he's explosive. He's like a walking highlight reel. Um, he he's big. Um, he's, he's got. Um, a bigger presence than Sanders. So he's 27, um, 220 pounds, explosive speed. Um, so yeah, when he, when everything's, uh, healthy and everything's working, he's, he's an incredibly explosive running back. And, uh, this is a flyer. This is a one year, $2.1 million contract. Uh, and I think it's only like 600, 600,000 guaranteed. So that does make me wonder like what the role they're expecting him to have. Uh, Cause I think if they're like, you're going to be our starter, he could have commanded much more money. Um, but it is interesting how the Eagles identified him and I forget which day they signed him. Might've been the second day of free agency. So it was a priority signing, but the contract says otherwise, I think they're kind of, hedging there on the injury history, but um, with this offensive line and with what Jalen Hurts does to the defense, I think Rashad could have, if everything aligns, like an incredible year, like a Pro Bowl year, because um, he he does have better vision than Miles Sanders. Um, he hits the hole harder than Sanders. He's a better between the tackle runner than Sanders. And like, I don't think there's anything he does worse than Sanders than just like being healthy and available. And yeah, I think I he's a real, he's, real oh, go ahead. I was just going to mention he, he, he doesn't really catch the ball. So uh, quite similar to Sanders in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a really exciting signing. Uh, when they signed him, I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but you know, 2018, he missed two games with a knee injury. I mean, that's just two games. Uh, 2019, missed three games with a hamstring. And then 2020, he missed uh, 13 games recovering from a torn ACL, uh, injured his uh, calf and missed five games. And then uh, 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 in 2021 and last year, he broke his leg. Um, so a variety of, of injuries all yeah. lower body, but, um, would, different would be, would be a great case study for the Eagles, uh, medical team. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If they're able to pull it off. And, um, I forget, uh, what his name is, but that running back, let me see. Uh, Texas is running back, uh, Bijan Robinson. Oh, Bijan. Yeah. He he's in Philly right now. Yeah. I did see that. So that's according to his Instagram. So uh, that's that would be an exciting. He's what yeah, late for uh, the the late first round running back that uh, I remember of recent memory. I'm sure there's been a bunch, but is Clyde Edwards Elair, which who's fallen off a cliff uh, this season, but uh, uh, was an exciting sort of pick at the time. I think that was right after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl uh, the first time with Mahomes. So uh, late. I like a late round, uh, a late first round running back. I just think that that's, that's an exciting, uh, just, you know, pick. So 
Hopefully I, uh, Rashad Penny works out, but um, yeah, I, I think the Eagles, this certainly leaves the door open for uh, a drafted running back. I would be quite surprised if they take one in the first, just because like, like we, we just saw with Miles Sanders, like this isn't a, this isn't a team that's going to um, give a second contract to a running back unless there's like, unless it's an exception. I just don't, I find it yeah. hard to believe. Yeah, that's a good point. They Eagles sign a cornerback or defensive back, I should say, Greedy Williams for a one-year, $2 million deal, second-round pick from the Browns. Um, been injured. He's 25 years old. Um, I think he started a couple of games. Yeah, so he was a uh, – as a freshman at LSU, he had, like, an incredible – season and people were like oh this is like the next cornerback prospect um but the rest of his time at lsu wasn't as impressive uh but he you know he still has draft pedigree as a second round pick his rookie his rookie year he was decent with the browns uh and as a theme since then he's kind of been injured uh in and out of rotation um but he's got good measurables he's a height weight speed guy speed guy um so he does profile to be like an outside cornerback and um similar to penny i just think it's like a low cost potentially high upside return like it's a one-year deal it's cheap uh he's got like the measurables and the draft pedigree but beyond that he's kind of just a flyer like i don't think he's a guy that they're necessarily counting on with a role but if he turns into that in camp, it's like suddenly maybe you don't have to use uh, a day two pick, or at least I should say like you don't have to force a day two draft pick because you're feeling good about Greedy. Yeah, I mean, I think if he has uh, you know talent and and can can play, uh having him versus you know Zach McF- Zach McPherson uh who doesn't seem to be trusted or reliable um oh, that's as not a, true as a he hasn't had a chance he hasn't had a chance but he's gotten he, in some games look at the look at the guys who are in front of him yeah that's where's he gonna take snaps over well he's a They've he's a very good special teams player but I'm just saying like uh I guess it's a different position he he's an outside corner yeah so you know, Josiah Scott's getting snaps over him, but that's a different position, I, I suppose. Um, your your big uh, ringer for the draft, Eagles signed Marcus Mariota, one-year, $5 million contract, uh, was most recently the starter for the Falcons until he was benched and had knee surgery. You want to take your uh, victory lap here as... Yeah, I mean, the guys come <laughs> off the board right, right now. We we got between the two of us, we got one guy, and that's Marcus Mariota, um, a a fateful return. Um, the 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 apple of Chip Kelly's eye. He is finally an eagle. Um, yeah, I, I I like it. I think um, it was interesting to watch the backup quarterback market move. I think the Eagles here were also patient. Um, we saw Jacoby Brissett. He signs with the Commanders. He got more money per year. 
um, may end up being their starter, depending how uh, the draft goes. Uh, Heineke gets more money, um, but he's kind of in the next rung. And I'd say, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think he's similar to Minshew, but maybe you'd say he's got he's got that experience and he's he's got a bit more of that veteran savvy. Um, also, stylistically, is much more mobile, like Jalen Hurts. So I think there is uh, some value in not having to throw out like half of your playbook as a mobile quarterback. Um, but he he's not gonna like come into a game and like put on a show as far as throwing the ball. Um, he does have issues with downfield passing. Um, he's, he's not like a guy that's gonna, you know, make you, make you say, wow, uh, with his passes. But I'd say when it comes to backups, he's one of the better ones in the league. And we know that the Eagles value it. So I, th- I think in that regard, uh, we knew that they would sign on with some veteran like they weren't going to go into the draft without a, a backup aside from Ian Book. So I think the signing makes a lot of sense. It's a one-year deal, five mil. I think that's that's not uh, out of rate with the market. So it makes sense. And, you know, maybe the Eagles can um, fix some of his deficiencies with the downfield passing. Yeah, I think uh, w- when the signing happened at first, I was – I don't want to say relieved, but like happy that they got a, someone with a starting experience, like a solid backup. Um, I heard the, I I mean, I, I didn't really pay attention to the Falcons much last year, but from what I was hearing uh, after he got benched, he, he was kind of uh, disruptive about it uh, or, or didn't take it well. Um, elected to have surgery early to shut himself down um, is is what I was getting out of out of the um, talk around around him. Uh, so hopefully, coming in knowing his role as the backup, it's not uh, it's a little different than Atlanta where he's sort of fighting for a, a starting job. So. Um, I, I don't anticipate there being a uh, personality issue with him, but uh, it seems like there was a little, you know, off off uh, kilter type stuff going on uh, at the towards the end of, of the season there. So not sure as a as a locker room guy or as a, you know, team guy, uh, how much he'll he'll be that. Uh, but yeah. I, I think as a just on paper backup, I think that it's uh, an upgrade from from Minshew in uh, in the mobility uh, area for sure. Um, I think running a simple offense like he's not going to have to make those deep throws. I don't think Minshew really threw the ball deep either. Um, and and Minshew looked pretty bad uh, at times this season, the two games in the two games that he played. So I, I think it's not worse for sure and even a a slight upgrade yeah and he'll also be in a netflix documentary coming out uh sometime soon uh about it's kind of like behind the scenes quarterback uh in the nfl so all right yeah that's (laughs) mahomes mariota and and uh, Derek carr 
Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins, yeah. The other white guy. Right, right. Kirk Cousins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's funny that he got on there. Uh and then their their last signing uh just happened today, uh Monday, the 20th. Uh, Justin Evans signs with the Eagles a one year. I say that as if I knew who he was uh, when they signed him. Um, uh, he was a Tampa Bay second round pick in 2017. Most recently with the Saints uh, played in 15 games, started four last year, uh, had a shoulder injury. Um, but he's a uh, he's a cheap uh, safety uh, addresses the need, but uh, just kind of fills out that room. Um, I, I feel like this goes into the whole, uh, 53 man calculation, him and greedy Williams, uh, do they make the team that kind of thing? So it's another, another guy with experience, uh, with a draft pedigree has, uh, experience. Um, I think he has four interceptions in his career, um, and uh, I think I saw that maybe that was Greedy Williams. Now I'm pretty sure that was Justin Evans. But uh, yeah, I I think that uh, it's a sensible signing. Uh, I don't know much about him. I don't anticipate him uh, being a, a starter, but um, I, I anticipate them looking at um, other other safety options as well. Yeah, uh, certainly a theme. <laughs> uh for the arrivals Marietta side like they're taking flyers on guys and he penny's more than a flyer i think he's more of like a hail mary uh and as far as like total outcome like i think his role could be much bigger than these other two guys depending on his health but uh both greedy and justin evans like these are guys that uh if they pan out for you suddenly you have uh, a nice contributor on a team-friendly deal uh, but if, you know, they, they could just as well not make the team and be beat out by like a, a day three uh, rookie. So I think it's a it's the profile of guy that they're clearly identifying um, this theme of like uh, former highly drafted players who have had bad injury luck, but still have um, like the tools and baseline talent to be that contributor. So. I think it makes a lot of sense and you can de- you definitely get the sense that they're um they're being careful with this comp pick formula um which they're not going to get anywhere close it doesn't seem because most of the market's dry um and we if, well what do, do you want to talk about the draft first or like remaining holes and like what they what you expect them to um kind of hit before the draft yeah we could do we could do that uh this kind of goes along with the draft but obviously defensive tackle i think they they look at that position for sure at 10 um and if not 10 30 uh sorry i don't i didn't mean the nfl draft i meant the pre-agency draft no i know i know i'm saying i'm saying this goes with our draft Right, right um uh, so I, I think that they, they sign a depth, they, they need to sign a depth defensive tackle just to throw more guys in the mix, mm-hmm. um, uh, there. So that's, that's the biggest need. I think they have, um, Nicobe Dean for sure. seems like they're, they're trusting him or they're believing in him to, to step up there and, 
maybe they uh i don't know what other linebackers are are on the market but maybe they they draft one uh they they might sign one uh, i wouldn't be surprised if they sign another flyer type like like this Justin Evans and Greedy Williams um to to compete for the linebacker role but uh all my all my holes are really up the middle on defense uh safety linebacker defensive tackle so i think the more guys they sign to uh increase the depth there i think they have a, a blueprint for replacing isaac sayamalu and i don't know that uh you know you lose dillard and Sayamalu. So that's, you know, tackle depth or specifically left tackle depth and left guard <laughs> depth. Um, uh, and, and you lose Sayamalu. So, you know, Jurgens was sort of a, a depth guy last year. So now obviously he's going to start uh, or given, he's going to be given the opportunity to start. So um it's it's uh, uh there's a plan in place i guess there are guys to slot in there that should be able to be starters and then you're focusing on depth after that versus uh on defense where you're kind of like losing guys and and needing to replenish the the position groups there so i'm i'm thinking defensive tackle is is the biggest hole still and that's an area that they need to uh build up um ahead of the draft because as we saw with jordan davis like you know uh some of these guys at 10 are probably going to be pass rushers they might not take a take a risk on a guy that's not a proven pass rusher again but jordan davis might not uh develop as a pass rusher we we really don't know so if he doesn't um who who knows what what happens i i think that the ankle sprain probably ruined his season even though he he did come back um so depending how much development he he makes in the offseason i i don't know that i trust him to to come in as a starter if it's jordan davis and fletcher cox as your as your starters on week one you either got to be really confident in jordan davis or or like you know you kind of struck out on on the draft or um or 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 free agency so i think they they probably look at at that position as uh, at 10 for for sure but we'll get in into the draft uh further you know as things go on yeah i agree uh those were probably my same pressing needs like i think i'm gonna say like you know justin evans aside i think the next notable move they'll make is at safety um that's one of the markets that still has some talent in it right now like I, I still think there's some veteran starters in there um not as many veteran starters at linebacker um I, I don't think they have the money for Bobby Wagner at this point so I'm kind of taking him out of um consideration but yeah I think safety, defensive tackle, they're probably happy to wait at linebacker as always. Um, and then I don't think they're in any sort of rush to fill the Pascal role. But um, overall, like I, I feel like, like right, uh, today, the first week of free agency, my, my like, uh, my general view of how they've handled things is they 
they gave out reasonable deals to guys that I was happy to see come back. I don't think they, I don't think they gave too much money or any like two deals that were too long. They're aside from Hargrave, which was kind of out of their control market wise. I don't think there's any holes that are too big to fill. And as far as the guys they brought back, like I kind of like their approach given their, their cap, like they're not, they're not like going on a, a, like a spending spree or anything. So um, I think every to date, it's a, it's an incredibly defensible approach and overall, even if it is like not exciting or entertaining, like I most prefer that in free agency in retrospect, I know like <laughs> during the week, like, man, come on, <laughs> like, give me, give me that dopamine hit. But, and even um, a lot of the signings were just the uh, re-signings basically. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're still fun. adding uh, you know, a pro ball corner and all pro center, all this stuff. Yeah, well, really, you're just not losing one. Yeah, you're, you're not, not really even adding so. one. Uh, uh, yeah. How about yeah. you? What's your like uh, broad strokes view of it? Yeah, I think um, I think they're just they they prioritize what they wanted to. They uh, locked up uh, some position groups like corner and um, and 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 the offensive line for the most part. And uh, I think I'm just sort of waiting. Like I, I don't expect them to be done. It's not like last off season or last free agency where it was like Radek was the big signing. And then we were just kind of sitting around, but uh, obviously a big trade came um, after that with uh, AJ Brown. So I think the exciting uh, more relieving signings to to move on to uh, reeval or reviewing our draft as it stands now is is signing a, a depth defensive tackle. So, um, you're locked in at nine points. All of your players have been signed uh, <laughs> or retired, <laughs> or or retired. You get the comedy uh, selection of the of the and and we are are we going on the record saying that the retirement point will be the tiebreaker? <laughs> uh, I think that's that's pretty funny. But I, I mean, <laughs> sure, since we didn't establish stakes for this. Uh, besides bragging rights. So right. uh, Zach Allen, obviously not signed with the Eagles, uh, uh, signed elsewhere. Marcus Mariota for nine points. You're you're locked in at nine there. Uh, Byron Murphy, I believe, went to Minnesota. Uh, Damian Harris got signed today uh, by the Bills. Uh, safety Nasir Adderley retired uh, at age, what, 28, 27, something yeah, like 26, that. 26, I think. 26. Uh, linebacker Eric Hendricks. I forget. I forget where all these people signed. Uh, there's so many signings. Mac Hollins, Jacoby Brissett with Washington, Dante Freeman, and David Foreman. Onion Foreman. Freeman was a different running back. <laughs> sure. Uh, David Onyemata uh, is was your tenth round pick. So for for my draft, uh, Draymond Jones was my number one overall pick. He signed elsewhere. My fourth round, Jordan Poyer, uh, Levante David, sixth round, Sean Murphy Bunting, seventh round, Alvin Tomlinson, Aj Aziz Alshayir, and Julian Love. Remaining on my board are my second, third, and fifth round picks. 
second round defensive tackle Matt Ioannidis, uh, third round defensive tackle Puna Ford, and the fifth round quarterback cornerback Rocky Sin, who uh, given the Slay and Bradbury signings will uh, not sign with the Eagles. So we're really looking at second and third round pick. The Eagles signed Matt Ioannidis. We will end up with a tie, with the tiebreaker being the funniest outcome, being the, the retirement at 26. So you will win in the event of a tie and in the event of a uh, third round pick. I think the most uh, likely outcome here is you win flat out nine to eight as they would sign Puna Ford, who was uh, a former Seahawk. So they signed. Do you think Rashad that's the Penny. most likely outcome? <laughs> Of of one of my picks oh, of, getting signed, of new guys signing here. Okay, that's I think is I think the, the most, most likely, likely outcome at this point is a shutout. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more likely, but uh, we'll see. Who would you rather so, have between the two of them outside of the uh, this silly construct? Um, Puna Ford is very small, and uh, I think more silly as a makeup. I think he's like short and weighs a lot but he's like seems to be quick i i don't exactly know um i think he's uh probably the funnier more weird pick uh but mad ionitis i think is like the you know temple that kind of thing so i i don't i don't know i don't really care i think either of them would be nice depth uh signings so yeah i'm really surprised that given how hot that a defensive tackle market if they're still out there like because my understanding was like they're like they, they want middle, more money middle middle class guys and i mean we just saw what happened with uh chauncey gardner johnson yeah. like, that money's just not hard to shake out at this point in free agency who knows we'll see uh we'll be back or any any final thoughts um no, I think yeah. uh, we really kind unloaded a, in this episode a lot yeah, of info. It was but... all thoughts. It was all thoughts on news. Um, we'll be back as exciting things happen. Um, we're about a month away from the draft, so we'll get into draft coverage as this uh, prediction draft ends. Hopefully my three guys get signed this week so we can put this thing oh. to bed. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Sign elsewhere or signed in general. Do something. Do something. Do something. League. Uh, saw Roger Goodell's getting an extension. Good for Roger. Happy for him. He he does so much uh, hard work. I, I'm indifferent. I guess no, it's, I'm not being sincere. <laughs> I guess he's not that great, but or he's fine. I, I don't know. Hey, if he keeps From on covering, he keeps on uh, covering up all these leaks of uh, yeah crimes committed. So. And no wonder he's getting that extension. Yeah, he's doing the owners, uh, Jerry Jones, proud. Okay, uh, we'll be back uh, eventually. For Mike, I'm Ian. Thanks for listening.